We are back. This is What's Left to Do, and I'm your host, Janelle. Let's dive back in with Matisse, his never-ending life full of fascination, and some bold political predictions. You felt like that was a worthy transition after being uh, a union carpenter. Like, okay, now I want to learn how to build things and not <laughs> build quote evil buildings. Um, I want to. I want to. My desire to build things will take form or take shape with my education in architecture, and that'll be the next endeavor of mine. Yeah. Not career, but endeavor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was What was that like? I, I met some people who I'm still friends with to this day. Mm-hmm. Wait, where did you go to architecture? School? Cooper Union. Oh, in the city. Yes. Yeah, I know somebody went there. Yes. Okay. And um, it's, it was free. Yes, if you got not anymore, but they was, changed that in the arts, right? The, yeah. The free. They they built this student housing thing, and they made a really big. They own the land that the Chrysler Building is on. Yes. And they made anyway. They it, that's a whole other story. They mm. fucked up. Yeah. Um, and they. Um, Peter Cooper funded it mm-hmm. to be a place for working people to get a first-class education. When right. the school opened, it was only night classes mm. because it was for working people. Right. They had at that time a view of what architecture was mm-hmm. that I didn't really appreciate till I went there hmm. that I vehemently disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Um, and It's what I would call abstract formalism. They were concerned with architecture as a study and practice of form in a very abstract sense Mm -hmm. and we're not interested in thinking about much less discussing what it actually means to the lived experience of anybody Mm -hmm. um it is just about ideas and ideas divorced from the actual consequences in the world um Cooper Union is in a certain location in, in New York, near mm-hmm. the near uh, in between the Lower East Side and the West Village. It's mm-hmm. right, literally between them. And at that time, the city uh, was broke. There were a lot of abandoned buildings. Mm-hmm. I had been living in one at mm-hmm. one time. That's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they had no engagement in the community. They had an art school, an engineering school, and an architecture school. Mm-hmm. And why they didn't have five storefront art galleries mm-hmm. in that neighborhood right. where students were doing whatever they were doing in the gallery right there is like the easiest indictment I can make of them. Politically, artistically, like they, they still managed to make themselves kind of an ivory tower. Exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. I see. I was waiting for one of us to use that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> You're ridiculous. There was another student, Gabby, Gabriella Salazar, mm-hmm. who I really like. Mm-hmm. And her father mm-hmm. from Argentina was an architect mm-hmm. and came to visit. She was living with her mother in, in, in New York. But mm-hmm. fa- uh, I think her parents were divorced. But he came to visit. And I met him and, and got along with him. Mm-hmm. And I had told him this happened at the, during this exact day or two days or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I told him of this experience. And. Um, I guess he went to say goodbye to me when he was leaving and I wasn't there and he left a note on my desk mm-hmm. um, and he said that um, I forget the exact words but it was to the effect of like um, people who have 
you know, who aren't trying to answer existential questions, mm-hmm. um, like have given up mm-hmm. or are not really living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very supportive of, uh, of, of my thing. So mm-hmm. I was at Cooper Union mm-hmm. trying to answer existential questions mm-hmm. and it wasn't helping. Being at Cooper Union was not helping. It wasn't helping. And what existential questions were you looking to answer? Um, or how do we make this better? This being the whole catastrophe. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, um, the whole it, catastrophe of New York, or no, the world, no, 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 or no. the United States, the uh, galaxy, the cosmos. Anything within our ken. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, uh, I had been interested in architecture because of the work of a particular architect named Christopher Alexander mm-hmm. and his team at the Center for Environmental Structure mm-hmm. in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And they had written a book called A Pattern Language, mm-hmm. which I had read about in the Whole Earth Catalog in like 1980. Mm-hmm. And to shorten the story somewhat, I ended up moving to California to uh, work for Christopher Alexander mm-hmm. as an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was at Cooper, I went to the dean, John Hayduck at the time, and said, look, there's this architect whose work I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Could you recommend someone on staff that I could talk? And he said, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, who is it? Mm-hmm. And I said, Christopher Alexander. And he said, go to California. Mm. I said, excuse me? What? He said, he has a different idea than we do. Huh. I'm like, huh? And this was when I was my first year uh, early there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and, and he was not mean about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, uh, I wish uh, he had explained it to me more, more deeply because sure. I went through a bunch of suffering trying to circle the square of being there and so on and so forth. But, um, but I, I did. I, I moved to California to pursue architecture mm-hmm. um, in that form. Mm-hmm. It was made easy because my uncle Stephen, the double, double rainbow. Mm-hmm was living in San Francisco gotcha. and had a room in his house that I could live in. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So, and you, so having an unpaid architectural internship was made easier. Right, because uh, you had a place to lay your head yeah. at night. Okay. What were your aspirations in coming out here? You wanted to be an intern. I was going to become a licensed architect. And that would help you answer the what existential questions or change things in well, what way? You answer existential questions by living. By doing church, stuff, yes, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so it would help me do, mm-hmm. right. I could, I would, I would have gained understanding and skills and experience in how to shape the built world. Mm. I understood a lot about construction and carpentry and things like that. Yeah, but there's other aspects to it which yeah. architecture justly covers mm. and beyond that kind of the work of being like a contractor Mm -hmm. or a developer or whatever and all of the interactions you know if you want to let's say you want to build affordable housing Mm -hmm. well what do you what what does it take to build affordable housing zoning there's a lot of things long answer right i wanted to be able to help all of you know do all of of things like that mm-hmm. and it requires more than just knowing how to lay out uh, a stair stringer right right it requires more than literally putting together the components to put a structure yes got you yes what was the biggest difference between california and new york um that so you remember i had spent a summer here uh-huh. in 83 mm-hmm. living with steven and mm-hmm. managing the construction of one of the double rainbow stores mm-hmm. um uh and so that biggest difference i had already experienced mm-hmm. Uh, which the the immediate biggest difference was the light. There was just so much more of it, and it just felt different. 
you said you started to vote for the first time after moving out. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Okay, but what uh, like how at that point? How did what was your understanding of the world and your place in it? I have very little affinity for mm. ideologies mm. as such. I can discuss them. Sure, sure. Right, but 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 to actually have an affinity for an ideology mm -hmm. is kind of foreign to me. Okay. There was a time when when I was like 15, something like that, mm -hmm. that I joined the Young Socialist Alliance, which nice. was the Socialist Workers Party's youth branch yeah, yeah, yeah. in New York. Mm -hmm. And um, after a short, there was a point where we were going to have a national, there was a national convention was coming up. And mm -hmm. our little chapter had like five people in it or mm -hmm. something. And there was something that we were voting on about a position to take at the national convention. Mm -hmm. And there was a very heated debate on it. Mm -hmm. And then we voted and it was like three to two to do it one way. Mm -hmm. And I was in the two that lost. Yeah. Right? And I was like, well, we should at least represent the minority opinion mm -hmm. because it was such a thing. Mm -hmm. And they were like, nope, that's it. Right. End of it, right? Mm -hmm. I was out of there. <laughs> and you're like, well, this isn't what I thought and it was, was going to I, be. I, I knew then... I don't know if I would have articulated it. I might have that democracy does not mean that 51 people get to vote to execute the other 49. Yeah, that's correct. Right? That that, it, that that it's all about how we maintain a balance between the majority and the and the minorities yeah. and um, how we allow ourselves to shift from being in the majority to the mm -hmm. minority and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Um, and that was your understanding even at that time because of that incident as a youth? Well, it was not so much because of that incident, but because of that understanding, mm -hmm. I did not accept that. I see. Right. I see. There, I as, see. As, uh, you know, it was as Winston Churchill said about like split infinitives, there are some things up with which we shall not put. Mm hmm. So I like I'm I'm very pro union. Okay. Right? Right. I also recognize what a terrible fucking bureaucracy they can be yeah. and how the way many, not all, but many unions acted um towards non-white people in mm -hmm. the 60s and so was disgraceful and was sort of the end of unions moral authority mm -hmm. in many ways. Absolutely. Right? Where the the, the don't bite the war that feeds you mm -hmm. uh uh thing, you know. Uh at the, at that same time I probably still wouldn't cross a picket line. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, there's um, some things, I guess, are deeply ingrained. Sure. And that, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of public education. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I uh, don't have kids. I, I, I want to help pay for other people's kids yeah. to get an education, yeah. right? Over the, over the past 30-something years, mm -hmm. um, uh, I have changed my position on firearms from what to what uh, allowing the general public to own firearms was unimportant had mm -hmm. no had very little weight mm -hmm. um, um, and uh, now and over over that time and now I no longer believe that I think mm -hmm. that it is not trivial and unimportant mm -hmm. to allow the general public to own firearms. Mm, why? Um, it's what a very about? complicated conversation. Sure, sure, <laughs> but, sure. But but that ch my opinion changed uh -huh. there. Um, what do uh, you think was the what 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 was the impetus for change there? Um, familiarity. Um, hmm. So now my father was a Boy Scout. Yeah, he was an Eagle Scout, right? Yep. And he, I think, I think when I was born, I think he had 
uh, a 22 rifle mm-hmm. in the house. And I remember him telling me how he had made it safe in a certain way by moving the bolt and yeah. stuff. And But uh, there was a point where he bought an air rifle. Mm. And I remember him showing me how to shoot an air rifle. Mm-hmm. And so he was not um, gun phobic, uh-huh. right? There was this background where I wasn't automatically gun phobic, mm-hmm. but I saw it as part of a right wing culture. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see any other value mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. and i forget exactly how it happened but there was a point where my friend bill and i went to a shooting range in south san francisco mm-hmm. and where you could rent uh firearms and i remember learning something about this i was like you mean like i go and i give you my driver's license and i'll be back in an hour and <laughs> no 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 you you have to shoot them here yeah uh you know with our ammunition <laughs> yeah and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in uh, in our facility yes uh but uh bill bought a pistol I bought a rifle mm-hmm. and started going to a public shooting range in the East Bay Regional Parks mm-hmm. at Chabot, which mm-hmm. was there. For, it got closed down. The gun grabbers closed it down a few years ago. Huh. But it was purpose-built as a public shooting range mm-hmm. in uh, the 60s. It was there for 50 years. was therefore exposed to uh, people who were shooting guns mm-hmm. all the time. Right? Now, these are Northern California people who were shooting, right. but they were uh, still people who were shooting. Um, and... You know, not everybody um, was a Klan member, sure, right? Sure, uh, sure. Uh, and uh, on and on and on. And mm-hmm. now, now today, I'm a member of the Liberal Gun Club, uh, whose <laughs> name I really dislike because all these labels—liberal, yeah. conservative, <laughs> sure. Democrat, Republican—I, I, 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 I find them almost more harmful than useful. But sure. I understand why the club is called that, yeah. and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but huh. any form of power, yeah is self-increasing or tends to be self-increasing. Mm-hmm. And um, since you have, I gather, you know, some kind of background in, in sciences and maths and things like that with software and stuff like that, mm-hmm. if you imagine a, a membrane, like a, a, a sheet of rubber stretched like on a drum head, mm-hmm. and you put a, a billiard ball in the middle of it, mm-hmm. what happens, right? It, it, it sags down in a certain shape, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well... If there's stuff lying around on that, mm-hmm. that stuff will tend to roll into the saggy place, yeah. making that place heavier. Yeah. So it sags more. Yeah. And that process will continue until there is no more stuff to roll down uh-huh. or the membrane breaks. Ah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And 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 power has like a gravitational pull like that. Absolutely. And in a capitalist system mm-hmm. where capital is privileged is given privilege over labor for mm-hmm, example mm-hmm. right like we tax labor at a higher rate than capital and yep. so on um if you have a chunk of capital on average mm-hmm. you will accumulate more of it yes and you get to a point where it's no longer randomly distributed people a- accumulating capital but right. you start having a few a fewer and fewer bigger and bigger mm-hmm. lumps of capital mm-hmm. controlling and accumulating more and more. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of in, inherent in any system that allows power to accrue to itself, mm-hmm. right? Um, unless is, there's something that systemically is is, is opposing that, mm-hmm. um, that's what will just naturally happen. In your analysis, is does, does capital equal power? Or is power an abstract concept separate well, from capital? Well, there's all kinds of power. Power is the ability to make something happen, Okay. right? So, um, but... Capital is certainly um, take comes with 
a, a, a lot of potential energy, if yeah, you will, sure, right? Sure. Right. Um, the uh, capital won't help you do some things uh-huh. in in and of itself, mm-hmm. um, but it uh, it doesn't help you understand something, for example, by sure. itself. Sure. It might enable you to pay somebody or to do something else, which would enable your understanding. But um, but it enables a lot of things. Right. Right. Uh, and I could see in the 80s mm-hmm. that uh, the gulf between people who have and people who have less and less and less and less was tending to get greater. In the 80s? Yes. I remember very clearly having this conversation this with my friend Nick mm-hmm. um, um, in a hallway of that apartment in the abandoned building. <laughs> um, uh, and, and he wasn't necessarily disagreeing with me. He just didn't see it. Sure. Why did you see that in the 80s? What were you seeing in the 80s that led you to that conclusion? A general sense of experience and perspectives that I had of seeing power mostly on a small scale, mm-hmm. but sometimes on a large scale, and how it worked. Um, mm. That it, it's gonna, this is going to sound like trite or condescending or something but it was sort of obvious Mm. that if you have power or strength or control over something and the thing that gives you power Mm -hmm. is connected to that Mm -hmm. in the absence of other forces you will tend to get more of it Mm -hmm. if you um acquire a certain amount of capital and you have the countervailing force of being a, a compulsive gambler, mm-hmm. you won't keep accumulating capital. No, right? because you're going right? to shit um, it away. That could balance it out. Right? Yeah. Um, or if you have a strong countervailing force of philanthropy and every time you get another $1,000, you give it away, mm-hmm. that would countervail it. But most of us don't have that. Sure, sure, right? sure, sure. And, and the structures of our society, of our economic system, mm-hmm. are set up mm-hmm. in... To, to tend in this direction. How would you describe the um, degree or magnitude of economic inequality in 2016 versus 1980? Like orders of magnitude different or, or basically about the same? Jobs at the low end of the pay scale mm-hmm. were paying uh, a smaller fraction of the cost of living yeah. in 2016 than they were paying in 1980. Uh-huh. Okay, right? that's one way to measure. Um, mm-hmm. the one a common metric that I use in my head for things mm-hmm. when co- how much does that thing cost mm-hmm. is what multiple of a minimum wage is that? Is that thing? That's right. That's right. right. You know, or you know, if you're talking about something that was a long time ago when there was no minimum wage, you know, for an hour of unskilled labor, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, how, how how many hours did you need to do to get one of those things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, or that service or whatever? Mm-hmm. So that got that ratio got worse, gotcha. right? The um, I remember in nineteen. When would this have been? When was the first Gulf War? Ninety one. So it was around that time, I was living a few blocks from here mm-hmm. in a, a, a house I rented with two other people, mm-hmm. and I was a licensed general contractor. Mm-hmm. There was a recession on, mm-hmm. and I was living on credit cards. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my mother, who was living in New York at the time, and I was saying, you know, uh, how old am I? I was, I was like twenty nine mm-hmm. or something, or twenty eight or twenty nine, and like, um. 
I don't know how I'm supposed to make this work mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, my father and his brothers mm-hmm. were all like married and with kids and careers, <laughs> That's right. you know, when they were my age. And she said, uh, well, you know, Matisse, it was a different time. They had a lot of that like handed to them. And, uh, you know, it's true. Yeah. Right. That, uh, uh, and by the time I was, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, New York City went broke, mm-hmm. right? That Bankrupt. famous Ford to City drop dead, yep. right? Um, by the time I was watching Bernie run for president in 2016, the fraction of people who had health care in this country had gone down. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it's in my head, I might have this wrong, but I think we actually started to see life expectancies go down by then. We absolutely did. Um, Deaths of despair. Around that time. Yeah. Right. So yeah, a lot of a lot of ways to measure it, but things were worse. Okay. And <laughs> and and I saw it, you know, not getting better. Mm-hmm. And I saw a moment where it looked like a lot of people were willing to put some energy into changing that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you wanted to be a part of that. I, yes. And okay. I fe- and I felt I had the opportunity okay. to 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 do that. Did you had you had you felt that in past election cycles with other uh, candidates? Like, were there were there other? No, no, really, never, not not once, not with Edwards, not with Clinton, no. not with Gore. No, when, when Clinton, I don't think I had as many illusions about him, perhaps as other lefty type people might mm-hmm. have. Same with Obama. Mm-hmm. I, I remember oh. when Obama was running, what was r- running. <laughs> um, uh-huh. The first time, and he had the um, nomination, but mm-hmm. it was in the general election. And I was at a shooting range in the East Bay, and mm-hmm. I was talking to the, my fellow shooters, and they were like, you know, Obama's going to take our guns and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, No, he's not, dude. Dude, no. <laughs> this guy is like a moderate. Yeah, and that's right. the The problem I was concerned about mm-hmm. is has huge structural components. Uh-huh. Therefore, it requires structural change. Sure, sure, sure. Right. But so you weren't even, not even for a second, where you even said you were, you weren't even like Hillary didn't tickle your fancy at all in 2016. No, I, I certainly wanted her over almost any of the Republican candidates who were they were like 16 or 17. <laughs> it was a clown car, right? Um, the, uh, so, and this may be come back to this conversation we had in Doreen's yard yeah, yeah, about yeah. like, so you know, if you're in France mm-hmm. in 19. 19- 41 mm-hmm. and you're a, a lefty mm-hmm. do you like charles de gaulle the answer is no yeah you do not mm-hmm. like charles de gaulle, mm-hmm. right um he does not like you either you're right correct. right mm-hmm. do you like marshall patin no do you know who marshall patin was uh, he's the guy the nazis put in charge uh-huh, uh-huh, he uh-huh. was a world war one hero general sure and he ran the vichy government yeah right mm-hmm. right so his posters um, strength, fraternity, and order, or something. Mm-hmm. Father, mm-hmm. land, and order were all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Um, you don't like De Gaulle. He doesn't like you. Right. You don't like Patan. He wants to put you in a concentration camp. Right. So, you know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Hillary was like De Gaulle. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was just like, <sighs> fine, because these are my options right now. Right. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I, I do not see voting as primarily a form of artistic self-expression. I see it primarily as a way in which individuals participate in a democratic election, 
that's it. Because the other ways all get into like influencing other people to vote or not vote, right? Um, you don't do voter suppression as an act of artistic self-expression. Maybe somebody does, but that's not the reason why people are willing to put a lot of money and effort into suppressing the vote, right? It's because they want to influence the outcome of the election. But I'm saying, yes, you, you made the case while you were canvassing during the primary, but the primary ended, you know, the bullshit of the Democratic Party was on full display. Hillary got the nomination. In the lead up to the general, were you were you honestly nervous about her losing to Trump? Yes. Oh, okay. You you didn't take it as a given that she would absolutely, you no. know, why? I didn't take it as a given that he would win, but I, I, I uh, was afraid both ways. <laughs> ah, why? What did you see or understand that made you? Well, I, I understood why a lot of Trump voters were either voting against Hillary mm -hmm. or voting for Trump. But I did not see her meeting the moment. Mm, um, I, because? I, there's a significant portion, mm -hmm. and I don't mean a majority, mm -hmm. but a s significant in that it would tip the election sure. portion of folks who voted for Trump in 2016 mm -hmm. who like voted for Obama twice. Yeah, that's right. Right. Over 200 counties. Right. Mm -hmm. um, she wasn't effectively reaching out to the white voters who were afraid of losing their position, uh -huh. right? But weren't threatened by her being black, because she wasn't, mm -hmm. right? Um, and who had actually been willing to give Obama a chance because mm -hmm. it was a black guy who didn't seem like Malcolm X, uh -huh. right? So they were- So she- So, so she, didn't, she didn't address them. Mm -hmm. And she didn't address the very real economic degradation yeah. that had taken place in these communities. roughly since the 70s, yeah. right? Um, that whole economic equality, inequality thing we were talking about, yeah. and the structural aspects of that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if she wasn't going to say free college education, which, you know, not free, taxpayer-funded yep. college education, mm -hmm. everywhere that we have taxpayer-funded high school, mm -hmm. you know, if she wasn't willing to say that, okay, but can she address why that is good right. and necessary and what it does for your kids. And, yeah. and, and I did not feel that she did that well enough. She, she didn't do it at all. I, I think you could she find... She started deriding people like, oh, they want ponies and Yonago. Like, they want all these things. She right. made so, it sound fantastical and like it had no bearing in reality as if there was no capacity to do that here or anywhere else on Earth. And then you look up and you're like... She peed on your dreams. Yeah, she, yeah, right, she pissed right. on you it was raining. Right. Fuck right. that lady. So, and she was not inspiring in that. No. Area. Now she would probably say, "Well, she, I'm just being realistic." Um, no, and, no, but and, then that, but and, that, and I think that that's that 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 is a false choice. That's not but, only is um, that's not only a false choice, but presenting presenting being realistic or realism as as some neutral as some neutral entity is also like. Is is well, I, is I not? I, yeah, I don't think it. First, you know, it. The, you you gotta. I would start by saying, number one, I don't think that's just being realistic. Saying right. that it is not. You're it's, saying that it's realistic because you don't think there's the political will to no, do no, it. No, no, you're saying it's not realistic not because, because you money. don't want to do it, well, and you don't think it's worthy of being done. I, I'm I I don't know. What I I don't know that I agree with you on that. I don't uh, uh, that I don't know that Hillary Clinton doesn't want everybody who can go to college to go to college. I abs she absolutely doesn't. 
What do you? What about her makes you think that she she's? She... I haven't I haven't seen her express something that to me mm-hmm. reads that way. So I'm okay. I'm not I'm not arguing that I can prove you wrong. Sure. I'm arguing that I haven't seen it. You're not you sure. Right. Okay. Okay. Right? That's um, fair. So I'm open to you to mm-hmm. you showing me mm-hmm. that. I'm inferring that that is not what she believes because during the primary campaign, from what I remember, and I wasn't as keyed into the 2016 primary as I was the 2020 primary, but you saw this groundswell of support for uh, from young people for Sanders in favor a free college tuition and she didn't even partially give that lip service so i'm saying i'm 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 inferring from her opposition to him and his platform that no she doesn't think that people should have the right to tuition tax funder i don't think you can legitimately draw that inference i'm not saying that it's we can prove that it's not true but Mm -hmm. I, i can i think i can make a case where she's coming from a place of saying well look there are we don't have the votes we're not going to get that um and so to ar- argue for it in mm-hmm. the campaign is to alienate the people who don't want to fund that um and it and it, i think we need those people's votes in order to win um i now i i can't prove that that was her line of thinking but i don't think you can prove that sure. her line of thinking was that we don't want people sure. to get a taxpayer funded education Okay. I see what you're saying. I don't like it, but I see what you're saying. Okay. That's fair. That's and, fair. I, I, I will say that I think mo, mo, I'll, I'll, I will offer that my view is a more interesting one. <laughs> let's, okay. let's say that she was right, just as a thought experiment. Uh, right that, about what? That, that <laughs> there was insufficient votes mm-hmm. to support um, taxpayer-funded college tuition. Okay. Right? Let's say you know, you know that you're in the minority mm-hmm. for the thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So what then do you do politically in the small p political sense of mm-hmm. we're trying to negotiate um, resources, right? So mm-hmm. do you, as Bernie would, would do and did, um, say this is a moral imperative? Mm-hmm. This is, do you make a rhetorical, emotional argument for why it is a good thing mm-hmm. And that we should try to do it, and even if people oppose us, mm-hmm. we should try to convince them that it is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Or do you not take up as much time with that exhortation mm-hmm. and instead pick something else that you think is closer to po- immediate possibility? Well, I think that goes back to your original thesis of her not meeting the moment, because if you if you take it as a given that using the example of uh, taxpayer funded college, if you take that example and and say we don't have the votes right now, we don't. And they didn't. um, That's fine. But to but to accept that as static forever and to and to and to eliminate the possibility of building political power for that in in service of something that's maybe a little bit more expeditious but not doesn't have the same you know overwhelming redistributive impact i think is a part of her not meeting that moment because i agree i i, I think that is 
that is a very good way of saying one way in which I think she did not meet. Sure, yes. sure, okay. Because, and I mean, I, this isn't the same because this is not what the moment wanted. In mm -hmm. my our opinion, yeah, was somebody who would make an emotional connection with people around the issue around of, a bold of, agenda of what is right and donald trump did do that yeah i'm right? I, you know he made i know an that. emotional connection yeah. with people around a bold agenda that's right now it was he didn't a mean fucked it. up agenda that's right right but there it is you're right that's right in california there's a one percent wealth tax on real estate mm -hmm. right every year all real estate is taxed at a one percent of what it last sold for right mm -hmm. and that's a whole other there's yeah. no reassessments and blah 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 right but what if there was a one percent tax on all um all assets mm. or all liquid assets mm -hmm. or you know or some category of financial instruments huh? um would i be paying more than i'm paying now yes mm -hmm. i'd be fine with that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now, would I be out there with everybody else arguing over how efficiently or corruptly the money was being spent? You bet your ass I would. Sure. Right. Um, but that's an argument that we're having together, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, out in the open. It, you know, uh, if we're all trying to push the bus up the hill, mm -hmm. I don't mind d participating. Sure. If it's just me trying to push the bus up the hill. Mm -hmm. I'm not as you know. I'm not as interested mm -hmm. in it. Well, what would you say to someone who? who, you know, got to know you, you know, see how you're living, you, you good, like, you'd like, you don't, do you really mean it? Like, do you really want, do you really want things to be better for other people? Like, why do you feel, like, why not just, why not just decide to, like, take your ball and run it off? It doesn't feel and, good. What do you mean? Because I, I live with all these other people, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. Davey, this homeless guy who come, hangs out in this block all the time, you know, I see him all the time, mm -hmm. and I help him out a little bit, and um, I think about what, you know, would it take to really help him? And mm -hmm. it's like beyond anything I can easily think of because he's not completely mentally there, Stable, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that requires all of us yeah. to do it. Collective. And just, um, you know, euthanizing him or something is mm -hmm. not something I'm, in, you know, I, I believe is good. Right. So, yeah, the reason I'm, I'm in favor of... of uh, Structural change. I'm a, I'm, I'm a tax and spend whatever the hell I am yeah. um, is because I think it's good for, for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and believe me, we can get it. I, you know, I can tell you how badly I think government does at this, that, and the other thing. But mm -hmm. One of the great mechanisms of this degradation that we've had in the last 40 years or so mm -hmm. has been this very conscious effort very effective mm -hmm. as casting government as the enemy yep. in ways in which it shouldn't be yeah but i i don't believe that i sued the cia once right so what uh, are you what are you saying Mate what do you mean you when i was in that high CIA. school i got social studies credit uh -huh. for my lawsuit um <laughs> against the cia why, what was the substance of your lawsuit? Freedom of Information Act. Oh. The agency exceeded the time period allowed and mm -hmm. did not provide a um, statutory, uh, statutorily ex acceptable reason for the uh, their refusal to release information. What were you trying to get released? I asked for information that they had on WBAI and mm -hmm. the Pacifica Foundation. Ah, because um, they were they had done it? domestic spying, which was against the law. Yeah, right at that um, time. And uh, the COINTELPRO or MKUltra and mm -hmm. like that. Um, COINTELPRO was the FBI. MKUltra was the CIA. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, anyway, I ended up. There's a there's a, a side 
story here. You can edit it into something else or in the right place. But so during the lawsuit, so mm -hmm. I was 14, mm -hmm. right? Um, there's a point where there's a pre trial conference in the judges' chambers, mm -hmm. right? This is in the Southern District of New York. Yep. Um, and I show up, and the assistant United States district attorney for the Southern District, who's, you know, the probably the youngest, lowest tadpole in the, the USDA's office at that time, is sent to go to this pretrial. And it's in the judge's office, which is, you know, um, a, a six by 10 room filled with papers and mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I think it was Judge Robert W. Sweet, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And um, the, um, the, the U.S. attorney sees that I'm a 14-year-old kid, and he was pretty young. He was in his 20s, mm -hmm. right? Um, and he, um, like, starts disparaging me mm -hmm. uh, in front of the judge mm -hmm. and, like, not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know how much you've been involved with the American judicial legal system. Not much at all. But, like, when you get arrested at the local police station and you go to the county court, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But the federal court is, is a, a different whole, thing, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And I could see at that moment that I had won the case. Huh. All I had to do was keep my fucking mouth <laughs> shut. Because this guy was making an ass out of himself. Right. He had disrespected the process oh, I see. and the judge. Right, mm -hmm. The judge did not care mm -hmm. that I was a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. Right. Probably you know, a bright kid because he did this lawsuit. And you could see he typed it himself. Yeah. Right. Uh, and um, in those days, you had to make the little box around the... The title thing by putting mm -hmm. X's and, and and equal signs in the right spot. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, but we, you know, he uh, he, 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 they, he set the trial date, mm -hmm. and then the, the trial comes around, and mm -hmm. I uh, go into the court, and we're waiting while the a case ahead of ours is being heard, mm -hmm. and there's no talking in the courtroom, mm -hmm. right? If you go to like traffic court or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like that. This is like the, the floors are clean, yeah. right? The windows are clean and there is no <laughs> talking in the court. Right? And you can tell that the judge is reading a paperback novel, book mm -hmm. while the lawyer is like making Oh, argument. like he's not even paying attention. And the lawyer lets something change in his tone of voice because mm -hmm. he's annoyed. Mm-hmm. And the judge is on him. On his ass, yeah. And you ever do that again in my courtroom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was paying attention to every word. Wow, right? wow, wow, right. wow. Um, while this is going on, there's um, the guy next to me who's like the, assist the, 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 assistant, DA, the assistant DA for my case, mm -hmm. elbows me and like points to somebody else and like points to the door. Mm -hmm. So we go outside into the hallway. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, uh, Mr. Enzer, this is um, uh, this is Mr. Jones from the CIA. He came up on the train from Washington this mm -hmm. morning, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they, uh, and I'm thinking, oh man, you know, like the taxpayers like paid to send <laughs> this guy to New York uh -huh. from Washington. Um, like I'm in this courtroom. This is serious. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I, I want more information, yeah. right? You know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, just what I said in the lawsuit. Right. I want more information. And, um, and and they had already released some more information during a process called discovery. Yeah. Um, and they had released something they weren't supposed to release during, during that process. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, and they said, well, look, if we 
give you more information. Will you drop the sentence? Well, how do I know that you're going to do this? And he said, look, you've seen this place. Right. If we tell the judge that we have a deal, mm -hmm. we, have to, we have to do Abide it. By and it. I believed them because of that context. Sure. And that is, in fact, what happened. Mm -hmm. We went back in. They said we've reached an agreement. And they did, in fact, release more information. Mm -hmm. but, but what I would tell my 14-year-old self now, if mm -hmm. I could be there, is politely decline their offer uh -huh. and insist on there was this thing that I knew that I could ask for, which is where the judge looks at the disputed material and they decide. The Freedom of Information Act provides for what's called in-camera review, mm -hmm. where the judge looks at the stuff mm -hmm. and decides whether or not the agency is properly withholding it or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And I should have asked for that. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, but I was too overwhelmed mm -hmm. as a 14-year-old kid did, yeah. by this whole thing, and sure. I didn't do that. Sure. Um, mm. Interesting. Why you suit the CIA? That was certainly not on my bingo card <laughs> when I came over here today. Anyway, so I, I, I know that the government isn't always right. No, And isn't course. always Come the on. best way to run things, yeah, and yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right? The mm. way the fucking vaccination rollout is happening yeah. in San Francisco yeah, right. Right? has it's been less than stellar. Yeah, right? that's right. Um, that's right. Nonetheless, they're not raise the taxes yeah, yeah. and spend more money on social programs. That's right. That's my that's my policy. Right. Right. But uh, so so, in light of that, what? <laughs> in light of that, nodding to the name of this podcast, what's left to do? Like, what are for people who are at a place where they have. Four people who have arrived. Well, right. So mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. um, very immediately, I would say 2022, mm -hmm. right? The entire House of Representatives is up for re-election, yep. right? Every two years. Yep. And a third of the Senate. Yep. Um, and so, uh, so right now, making sure that the fascists don't take power is the is most- it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Is, 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 is an immediate concern. And mm -hmm. the the- somewhat larger context I would put that in is that I think it's going to take another 10 or 15 years mm. for democratic demographic shifts in the country mm -hmm. um, to let us reach some kind of new equilibrium. I call um, bullshit. Um, you, you, you think that it... Will, I don't think that, demographics that are happen? destiny. What? Demographics are not destiny. That are not going to help. No. Okay, I'm open to to hearing that. Sure, uh, sure, sure. Um, I've, so I, I think that the mm -hmm. people who uh, were first able to vote mm -hmm. in the last two, uh, oh, in the last five years, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and the people coming after them mm -hmm. are uh, generally less authoritarian than the people before them, sure. um, and. Uh, there are more of them mm -hmm. and uh, they are participating in voting at a higher rate not high enough for sanders to have won in 2020 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but higher mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and uh but I, i'm open to you, you i'm predicting so i can't prove yeah, that no. what i'm saying is, is true no, why do you think that that's not going to happen demographics aren't destiny because ascriptive identities that are um are kind of encircled and fetishized by liberals don't really tell us much in the way of when I say demographics, <laughs> I don't mean um, brown people will be a bigger percentage of the population and <laughs> therefore we win. <laughs> That's not what I mean. What do you mean? I mean that uh, uh, cultural 
demographics, people who see um, universal health care as something that a reasonable society should provide. That's right now. Right. Um, there isn't enough of them who are willing to vote on that right now. But that 75 percent of, of people may, in the country. I'm talking not they, across not all party lines. Of the people say, do you think we should have universal health care? Yes. Yeah. If you say, um, well, do 75 percent of the people say I'm willing to change to to give up my current health insurance and change it for that? It's different. Mm -hmm. Right. Do 75 percent of the people say I'm going to vote for this person for Congress mm -hmm. If they push that, sure. no. In mm -hmm. some districts, they might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Eight years ago, in no districts yeah. would they have. Yeah. Right? So uh, I, 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 maybe we're just disagreeing to a matter of degree, mm -hmm. but I, I don't think that the 2022 mm -hmm. House of Representatives election mm -hmm. is going to see a majority elected to the House who mm -hmm. are going to pass a universal health care bill. Right? Um, I do think that That's, we will, those were those I were the do, gains this time. Do you, you people, think there's a majority in the House today who will? No, 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 no. That, there is not a majority in the House today. No, no, no. Well, you're exactly correct. About 10 or 15, that. within 15 years, mm -hmm. there will be. You think so? Yes. You think the the forces of capital on the side of big pharma, so health how, insurance, how, are going to they're going to loosen are there, are their group? Capitalist countries in the in the world besides the United States? Absolutely. Name three. Uh, France, Great Britain, uh, Taiwan. Do any of them have universal health care? All of them. Somehow, it seems compatible with capitalism to have universal health care. In fact, the United States is the only major capitalist yes! country no, that I, doesn't have it. I, so I don't think that holding up the forces of capital as a um, reason why we won't have universal health care is a sufficient argument. It is in the interests of a lot of capitalists to have universal health care. The reasons we don't have universal health care isn't because it is automatically not in the interest of cap. Nixon tried to pass it. Yeah, and he right? got beat down. Hillary got beat down in the nineties yes. with chip. I mean, come, I mean, you know, Dean went before he lost his mind. Like there's a, he was the universal health care. Amazon and Walmart are looking at trying to maybe start some kind of health care system. E right. They're not like necessarily the friend of um, every worker, right? Right. But uh, the how w whether we have universal health care or not, mm -hmm. I am predicting, and I could I, I definitely could be wrong. But sure. what I I believe is likely to happen mm -hmm. is that the forces of capital uh -huh. are actually going to realign around that and and some other things as being a more a reasonable baseline to have, and that the the culture war arguments mm -hmm. for why we don't have it mm -hmm. are less important to them. I don't think that I don't think that this is a function of culture war. I think this is a function of their ability to 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 uh, voraciously accrue capital. I don't think culture has anything to do with this. It's all financial. You think that you, you, how much less it's money a job they make if so? Right now, we, we about one sixth of all the money spent in the United States mm -hmm. is spent on healthcare. Yeah. Right. Trillion dollar industry, right? right. Yeah. And so then, there, there's there's two things here, and I'm I'm conflating them, and I wish I wasn't, but I'm I'm going to. Um, so there's universal coverage, yeah, and there's how much we pay for it, yeah. We would like to spend more like ten percent instead of seventeen percent, sure, right? Maybe even less than that. Sure. But let's just say ten percent. If we did that, someone is not going to get the seven cents, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. 
those people are have a, have a pretty strong interest to argue for keep doing it the way it is yeah, done now. Yeah, right? absolutely. However, everybody else, <laughs> yeah, right, has a reason to argue to redistribute that seven percent. Sure. The biggest forces of capital in this country mm-hmm. are not that seven percent. They, 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 there's an overlap there. Yeah. But th- those the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. A short way of putting this is everybody fucking hates the insurance companies yeah. except the insurance companies. Yes, of course. Right? And so all the other big companies, mm-hmm. all the other big sources of capital, right, would be okay with taking them apart and eating them. In theory, but if people were empowered or had a political uh, or electoral system that delivered on that. It might ask for other things that they don't want. Yeah, that's right. Then the gun is turned on them. So the argument is they don't want to give the peasants health care because if they ask for health care, they're going to ask for... That's one of the arguments. For for, for all the other things. That's one of the arguments. Uh, uh, And I think that there has been more force behind that in the past mm -hmm. and there is less now. But square that circle for me because we're in a pandemic and in the the former president-elect, now president, still is said he would veto medicare for all if it came across his desk so tell me tell me how you're squaring that with like the knowledge that that they gets are into s- the culture war things i think the arg- when i talk to people who are more republican right wing yeah, yeah. about medicare for all and things like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. the arguments i get from them that what is it's not that it'll cost too much mm-hmm. it's that people who don't deserve it sure will be getting some of my money okay right mm-hmm. um and that they're they don't trust government mm-hmm. to be the arbiter of who deserves mm-hmm. to get this. Sure. And that government will redistribute their money. They they agree that getting health care is good. Yeah. And their girlfriend got laid off from her job and went had to go through covered California mm-hmm. and doesn't like what what was available because of that yeah. but is glad that they could get it yeah right and that's all fucked up yeah right um but they remain concerned that having the government run it mm-hmm. will result in people who uh worked hard mm-hmm. and deserve something mm-hmm. losing something mm-hmm. so that someone who didn't work hard gets it instead of them mm-hmm. right but that's it but and that's a cultural argument i'm i'm calling that a cultural argument and that but who who seeds that it, oh, we can call it a yeah. cultural and argument I, but who seeds that's that that's what i'm saying is yeah. changing is that that cultural argument mm-hmm. doesn't have the currency that it did and i am arguing that over the next 5 10 15 years mm-hmm. it will have even less and that the people who were seeding it mm-hmm. i mean you even have the Koch brothers saying they fucking made a mistake in writing right yeah, i, I mean that. Not, not saying that they suddenly became you know, Mother Teresa, sure, sure. right? But this wasn't what they wanted. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so in, in that issue, mm-hmm. and there's other issues where I think I might agree with you more, by mm-hmm. the way, but um, but on this issue of universal health care, mm-hmm. I think that the system mm-hmm. is w- willing over time, and, and by that I'm saying over the next 15 years, to realign itself mm-hmm. um, so that it, it, you know, we're the same as Switzerland. So that we have the vast economic equality that Great Britain has, maybe not so much, huh. right? Mm-hmm. Right. But they do have the National Health Service. So if you want to do something effective in politics, mm-hmm. you have to uh, uh, you have to address what is true, sure, as, as well as sure, uh, sure. Um, what is possible. 
sure. if you do only what is true and you never talk about what is possible, that's bad because you just stick with the way things you never change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And if you talk only about what is possible but don't confront what is true, mm -hmm. you also won't change because you can't make it happen. Mm -hmm. you, you you need some reality to actually sure. move anything. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we're spending 17 cents out of every dollar in this country on mm -hmm. healthcare, mm -hmm. right? It's plausible that we could get that down to 10. Maybe somebody could argue that we could get it down to eight or something, mm -hmm. right? But assume that we're equally smart to all the other rich countries in the world. Mm -hmm. Get it down to maybe 10, yeah. something like that, right? Um, you know, Switzerland has private insurance, but it's, they have universal coverage because yeah. of how they manage it. There's a, Medicare for all is one way of getting universal coverage. Yeah. It doesn't by itself reduce that 17%, right? right? There's a whole other bunch of factors in that. Sure. The entire economy is dragged by that, let's say the 7% that we're arguing about, mm -hmm. right? So the big companies and the big concentrations of power, mm -hmm. right? M this is what I, I said earlier. Most of them are not getting that 7%. Mm -hmm. The, the insurance companies and stuff are getting that, yeah. but most of them don't give a fuck about the insurance yeah, companies. Yeah. Their bottom line would go up. Their ability to attract and retain workers and mm -hmm. their hassle and all that other stuff would be better mm -hmm. if there was lower cost healthcare available mm -hmm. to everybody. Sure. Right? One of the big arguments for Medicare for all is that, it, yes, your taxes will go up, mm -hmm. but net you're but the money less. that your employer is contributing on your behalf mm -hmm. they will give to you instead which is like yeah like yeah, maybe maybe perhaps right uh -huh. but um i mean you could mandate it it's things but sure, it's sure. but that's the argument mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um it, uh it and 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 mathematically it's it's correct it's mm -hmm. the same pot of money right yeah. and then we argue about well how do we get it from 17 cents mm -hmm. down to 10 cents mm -hmm. and that's where we say well we put the insurance companies out of business mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. um, and the under one version of it, you basically can't have private insurance anymore. Right, right. right? Um, I, I have Kaiser. Right, mm -hmm. what happens to me and Kaiser under Medicare for all? I'm honestly not sure. Okay, right, because Kaiser is both the insurer yeah. and the healthcare provider. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'd still vote for it, but I, sure. uh, that most big companies, I think, are ready to see that happen. I hope you're right. Do you think it's likely that Dems will defend their gains in the House and the Senate in 2022? Uh, yes. Do I? Th I, th I th what I, would it? What would it take for them to def to defend and or pick up seats? I don't know right mm -hmm. now. Uh, I, I, my uh, my answers are more general than I wish they were. And no, I, mean, I, I might ask your opinion. Mm -hmm. But um, the, an acquaintance of mine uh, makes an argument for um, a, a shift to to a more populist. Left, leftist populism is what would be necessary. Okay, my man, how yeah. do we meet? And and that got utterly destroyed. So I'm saying, how likely is that, given that Nancy goddamn Pelosi is still like, you know, the, the, the third most powerful Democrat in the country? I don't think she'll be the speaker in, in, after the 2022 election. Because they're going to get mopped in 2022. Well, even, if, even if the Dems win, I don't think she's going to be the speaker. I think she's done. Do you um, think so? The, part of the problem there is who is going to replace her. Any, a dog, you, you, you could be a Speaker of the House. I would be no, much happier with you as Speaker spe of the House. Being a Speaker of the House it means you got to have the support of the majority of the votes in the House. Yeah, I know. I'm, I didn't and they're literally not going to vote for you. Me. No, no, they would not vote for so, you. So, 
You're I'm, saying that if I magically got installed No, I'm by... saying I cannot stand her so much that I think a dog catcher could do a better job at being speaker than she. That, okay, but that's but, because I hate her. But all right, ahead. but that, that, as they say, that, that, that is as may be. That's, yeah, but that's right. um, the question of how to prevent I'm Josh saying, Hawley from becoming the Speaker of the House. He's, uh, he's a senator. Oh, he's in the Senate, sorry. Um, or, McCarthy, yeah, Kevin yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, how yeah, to prevent yeah. Kevin McCarthy from being the Speaker of the House mm. um, is, is a, a, like a more, more worthy discussion. Sure, sure. <laughs> I think that uh, there are strong fascist tendencies in the country. Um, mm -hmm. And this is not the first time. You know, we saw before World War II, we saw openly fascist supporting organizations in the US. Sure. Right? It's not a, not a new thing. What is the environment that makes fascism that are conducive to its its taking I, root and growth? A lot of things. I, I, as a shorthand, I think a lot of it is described well in um, what's her name's book, uh, uh, Stranger in Their Own Land. Mm -hmm. um, the um, Over the in, the, in our current time, mm -hmm. there's been a concerted effort over the last several decades mm -hmm. to argue that people who don't deserve it mm -hmm. are getting some of yours. Sure. Um, and the government is helping them. Mm -hmm. That pitch mm -hmm. is, I think, been the largest antecedent or fertile ground it's not the only one right but it's it's the largest one in, in the last you know 40 years but but can we can we dig a little deeper on that when that pitch is made what are the conditions that the people who are most susceptible to that pitch what are they describe their conditions that make that pitch attractive oh i think it varies it's it's like you know what people will say that trump supporters were all um like um lower middle class poor white hillbillies people. Yeah. but it's actually not true of course there's quite a lot of small business owners better off <laughs> yeah that's right. people right so for them um there's just the racism part mm -hmm. is enough right or the um or the positive the affirmative economic gains they they rightly thought that they would get under him tax yeah, cuts yes yes in order for them to sign on for all those things to happen they also had to feel insecure even before then i don't think i think in, i have met people where i think that they're they were brought up to believe in a world that had a certain kind of order and stability to it mm -hmm. and that as they came into contact with the world outside of the, the more insular community that they were in right they experienced things that didn't fit that narrative Right, and Keep this, and, and I'm not talking about economic insecurity. I'm just talking about their their broader view of um, where order. But comes order from, has or, to, or do even if whether, even if the world is ordered, this. In fact, I'll even pick on this one in particular: the idea that things are predictable, mm -hmm. and that if they left an environment in which things were kind of predictable, yeah. and then went into an, an environment where things weren't. Mm -hmm. They began to look for reasons why yeah. they, they weren't pretty good. Yeah. And in many cases, I will argue that it's because the world just isn't predictable. It was never but it was how, never true. How is the world not predictable? Um, you know, my dad died of cancer when I was eight. Yeah. I would not have predicted that when I was six. Sure. Of course. Of course. I don't think it was because of the economic policies of anybody. No. Right. Not in the and, case of your dad. Right. No. Um, 
and that's unpredictable, right? And sure. So as a consequence of that, mm -hmm. I had a deeply felt experience of the unpredictability of the world. Mm -hmm. And so to some to a greater degree than some people, not mm -hmm. everybody, but some people, I simply experience the world as unpredictable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I can see maybe really, or maybe I'm projecting it, mm -hmm. I see lack of predictability in places where somebody else may expect predictability. Progressive politics or social justice politics also offers yeah. a fantasy of a certain kind of life yeah. and so on. Mm -hmm. um, but it's grounded in um, a, a valuing um, relationship more than order. If you were to have an audience with Joe Biden and Kamala, uh, what, <laughs> what would be the things that you would heavily stress to them in order to stem this potential fascist tide like what are the things they need to get serious about so that 2024 getting COVID, dealing with covid or I, yeah beyond beyond the, the immediate crisis beyond the immediate crisis what are the things Universal that they need care no, what are the things they need to do to not get mopped in 2022 and 2024 i would mm -hmm. argue you know to go to your non-metro counties mm -hmm. with um you know, left-wing populism, uh -huh. um, you know, healthcare and jobs. And, and the DCCC and, will and, fund and, them? And ammunition. Okay. Uh, you know, mm. taxpayer-funded shooting ranges. Okay. Right. All and, right. Uh, and, you, and, you know, you, and you get free healthcare and mm -hmm. dental. Okay. Um, that's, that's my that's the That's policy. the playbook for 2022. For the non-metros. Yeah, yeah. Right. That mm -hmm. would be my soundbite. So focus not on the blue archipelagos, but the, you know, the rural or or exurban well, in, uh, in, in the urban ones i don't think that we're in as weak a state there so i'm not as concerned about trying mm -hmm. to fine tune it right mm -hmm. like i don't i don't think the republicans are going to win a lot of urban house districts sure, in sure. 2022 sure right it's the although other ones. they're although they're now in control of redistricting on the state level because they Where? got fucking I mean, everywhere. Some, not, well, not everywhere. Almost every, in most so, places, in most places, they're in control of redistricting now. But in general, mm -hmm. I would say that in the not in the non-urban mm -hmm. districts, mm -hmm. um, put in uh, people who are gonna get your kids health care and dental, uh, you know, and uh, take them to the shooting range. Okay. All right. So, and that's 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 it. If we keep. McCarthy and Hawley and Cruz from taking over in 2022, mm -hmm. um, to me, that's a victory. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. um, we should have a Supreme Court seat swap somewhere in there. Um, the, Maybe. Uh, a new person, not necessarily pick up a seat, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, there'll be an appointment in there. Um, Maybe. somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that keeps me up at night is like, who could succeed Nancy Pelosi? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if there, if she, I don't think that she's going to um, be speaker uh, in 2022, even if they win. Mm -hmm. uh, but if she isn't a serious candidate mm -hmm. for it, mm -hmm. and there isn't a good replacement, mm -hmm. there's like you know um hungry dogs fighting over sure so, and, and it's bad sure um the uh picking up some senate seats um would which be ones a, do you think are ripe for pickup what which ones do you think are ripe i for don't pickup? have the list right now okay. but i know i know that the map is not great for the republicans in 2024 mm. uh, too um it's, it's worse for them than it is for the democrats um they have more they have more seats up mm-hmm
Okay. Um, the uh, uh, you know we might get somebody better than Feinstein. Um, what do you mean, might we must? Uh, well, you're you're expressing desire. I'm, uh, which I share. But uh, the uh, you don't think you don't think anyone's going to step up to challenge her. No, I think that she's gonna. She may leave before her term is up. She just Gavin, filed her her and, campaign. Just filed paperwork for the next run. Yeah, well, well, we'll see, right? And that Gavin might imp- appoint someone who is not better. That's what oh, I, I see what you're saying. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. What was your what were your and, thoughts? And of- I don't know who would be uh, someone good to run against her. You know who who I would just for the the drama of it, I hmm. would enjoy hmm. would be if Schwarzenegger ran for the seat. Oh God, damn it! He could win it. He won statewide office once before. But weren't you guys like tripping your balls off at that point? Like everyone was just like high and dumb when he won. No, well, the the, the incumbent, the the, the the Democrat that he replaced was yeah, very weak, right? Sure, but that um, but he was wasn't he wasn't he snuck because of the indus- the the the, the Ar- f- Arnold has burnished his anti Trump Trump credentials. And he's done, he, have you he's done a couple of really good statements very effective heartfelt um, that would be dramatic and i would be so sad if arnold is the one that I, well, I, didn't i preface it by saying i would enjoy the drama, the drama yes okay yeah, yes, yes that would be it would be fun to watch so you're so 2024 you're not who are you what are you nervous about in 2024 basically in general i'm yeah. worried about the, you know the rise of authoritarianism and fullism sure um, that's what i'm basically worried worst about. case scenario in 2022 dems lose control of the house then what are you worried about in 2024? Who are you worried about in 2024? And the Senate, right? If the, Dem- if the Dems lose the House and the Senate in 2022. Uh-huh. Which they might. I'd be worried about Ted Cruz becoming president, I guess. <sighs> Come on. Ted Cruz? He's a very intelligent lizard fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I won't argue with that. You're not more worried about Cotton or Holly or Tucker Carlson either? I think he might be a dark dark horse or if they do not convict in the senate trump coming back in 2024 i hope that trump starts a political party that would be interesting let's just say dems just lose the house but they keep the senate keep the senate or 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 vice versa they they lose one of the houses of congress i mean what i'm worried about is the the fascists and the feudalists uniting in a competent fashion but isn't that That's, inevitable if this crisis is not handled handily um it's i don't i don't know if it's inevitable then but certainly that would make it much more likely mm-hmm. the world is, around you is in better shape than hmm. it was 200 years ago okay or 400 years ago or a thousand years ago okay um and that the ability of people to work together mm-hmm. for common good mm-hmm. has been gradually getting better mm. throughout all of human history. Okay. It sort of is human history. Sure. Uh, well, you know, it's never going to get done, right? Not mm-hmm. in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it won't ever get done. Um, and you're participating in that. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you are a participant in that. Sure. Um, and that what you're doing mm-hmm. contributes to that, you know, and to you know the, this to the to, to people being to us, to us humans mm-hmm. getting better mm. at um, 
working together, collaborating, being together with each other, with the universe, if you want to be more metaphysical about sure, it. But sure. just you're participating in making it better. Mm. And that... Uh, even though it doesn't, it's, it, there, it doesn't always seem that way. Uh, yeah, even though it isn't, it isn't always that way, ah, okay. right? Right. Mm-hmm. The the uh, there's the, um, this you know this uh, the author uh, William Gibson sort mm. of invented cyberpunk. Oh no! Right. Uh, he said once that you know that the future is already here. Mm-hmm. It's just not evenly distributed. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, even while good things are happening over there mm-hmm. a bad thing is happening you know 50 feet to the left of it mm-hmm. or on the even while you know good things may be happening here in this neighborhood or in san francisco somebody might be getting murdered right yeah, now right so suffering. it's 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 all it's all happening mm-hmm. um what you are doing with your life mm-hmm. is contributing to mm-hmm. that that evolution of human capacity for togetherness mm-hmm. uh and the particular things that you're doing right now at this point in your life with mm-hmm. exploring other people's stories and trying to un- re- understand your own story in the context of theirs and mm-hmm. so on seems to me mm-hmm. to be a very you know reasonable and intelligent and uh, useful uh, thing to go about mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, you know keep so keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You, Finish it, whatever that means mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Things finish in different ways, sure, you know. Sure. Um, uh, but but find some way of feeling that you have actually that you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, so that when you evolve to something else or you stop doing it mm-hmm. or whatever, you can say, "Well, yeah, I did. I did really do it. That's I did right. that." Okay, quick rundown. Paul Castellano used to sign his checks. He sued the CIA and won as a teenager. Hillary Clinton was de Gaulle. And we're going to get single payer in another 10 to 15 years. Uh, did I get it all? <laughs> anyway, please subscribe and share if you enjoy this wild ass little podcast. <laughs> Your humble host would really appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>